Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Pirates are white hot. Five in a row, 14-7 and seven through 21 games so far this season. And... Uh, they're feeling it right now. Let's call it what it is. They are hot. They know they're hot. They're playing confident. They're playing, I think, very fundamental, smart, good baseball and, and aggressive at times as well. But overall, and this is how I want to start today's show, they're fun. This team is remarkably fun to watch right now. The game of baseball, I think, is more fun to watch period, because the games are moving at a higher rate right now. They're they're moving faster, and I think it's just become more, uh, much more entertaining to observe. But the Pirates in particular have been very fun. And the start that they've had has backed that up. We've got the Swords in the dugout after home runs. We've got this Pikachu doll that they're giving out in the locker room afterwards. The crowd was, I thought, despite being you know a little less than 18,000 last night, electric at PNC Park. And I think that crowd is only going to get bigger as we get into May and June, particularly if this team is still competing and still winning. You have a closer who's from Pittsburgh who comes out to renegade and I tweeted this out last night. I can just envision as, uh, this unbelievable scene, much like 2013 or 14 when Jason Grilly walked out in the ninth inning and there's just a sea of Jolly Rogers and this time around it is renegade blasting as David Bednar makes his way in from the bullpen. I think it could become one of the most electric, insane scenes in all of sports. It's totally feasible that that could happen. And yes, we are a mere 21 games in. There's still, what, 141 games to go. Seasons are not made or broken in 21 games. They're actually far more likely to be broken with a bad first 21 than they are to be made with a good first 21. But this team has the elements of what you need. This team has the capability, I think, of sustaining this because this does not seem fluky. They are doing things that good teams do, and that's from both a hitting 
standpoint, from a pitching standpoint, and it's also from an off-the-field standpoint. Now, you talk to players, and, you know, I get the chance as, you know, one of our pre- and post-game show hosts here to, you know, get to talk to players every now and then. And to a man, you can just tell that there is an enthusiasm, there's a care. I can't tell you how many guys have said that there are no egos on this team. Which is saying something, because they brought in a guy that had been an MVP before. They brought in a multi-time all-star. They brought in a 36-year-old, a 37-year-old, and they brought in a 43-year-old into this team. They brought in guys who very likely could have had egos with Andrew McCutcheon, Carlos Santana, and Rich Hill, and, and that doesn't appear to be the case. It seems as if those guys have been able really to kind of seamlessly transition into leadership roles with this team. But you break down what the Pirates are doing well right now, and it's twofold. And I think that there are some people here that deserve some credit. First, from a pitching standpoint, you can't ignore the fact of the Pirates with another quality start last night. They have 10 quality starts in a row. 62% of their outings this year have been quality, meaning six innings, three runs or less. That is a remarkable number. They had 23% of their games last year result in quality starts. 62% so far this season, by and large, the best mark in all of baseball. By 9%, it's the best mark in all of baseball. To put this in some sort of reference for you, the St. Louis Cardinals are getting 10% of their starts be quality. The league average is 33%. The league average right now is about seven quality starts this year. The Pirates have 13 quality starts, 62%. Up about 40% from a year ago. Now, listen, I cannot emphasize this enough as we talk about excitement, enthusiasm. I'm all for that. I think people should start to believe in this team because, like I said, they do have, I think, some sustainable attributes to what they're doing. But it is just 21 games. I'm not going to blow smoke here. The Pirates have had good starts before. Heck, you go back to 2012, they were, what, 16 games over 500 and had one of the worst collapses that we have seen in baseball history in the back half. 2019 season, they got off to a pretty nice start. They were kind of hanging around 500 at the All-Star break, and then they came out of the All-Star break and went 8-30 and in their next 38 games. I'm not trying to rain on the parade here by any stretch because, like I said, I, I do think the Pirates are doing what good teams do right now. And I think maybe what's most interesting about this current run that they are on is that they have done it without, A, O'Neill Cruz, and really, right now, without Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds, since the first, what, week and a half of the season when he was hitting like the best player in baseball, 
Brian Reynolds has really not looked all that good since then. He's looked frustrated, I think, at the plate. Does not have a hit in his last three games. He's 0 for 12 over his last three games. Just one hit in his last 16 at-bats over the previous four games. He has not hit a home run, Reynolds, since April 7th. It's been 15 days now. And they were flying out of ballparks in an incredibly high clip for him early in the year, that first week and a half. But yet the Pirates are winning. Yet the Pirates are 7th in OPS. They're 6th in RBIs. They're 11th in batting average, and I think the biggest stat and the stat that I look at and say, okay, this is perhaps sustainable for them, and what is giving me hope that this is not just some sort of you know, good 21-game burst and a flash in the pan and some sort of fluke, the stat that really stands out to me is that they're not striking out. Now, the Pirates have, the last couple of years, been a very, very high strikeout rate team. Now, maybe part of this stat is that they do not have O'Neill Cruz, and he was their highest strikeout rate player last year by a very wide margin and probably was going to strike out a good bit this year, though I thought he was controlling the bat better before his injury. But they right now have the 10th fewest strikeouts as hitters in all of baseball. And, I, you know, credit where it's due here. Andy Haynes, their hitting coach, Derek Shelton, who has been a hitting coach. I, I think that they're finally getting a chance, this coaching staff, this management group, to work with actual major league caliber players. In the last couple of years, I mean, it was, let's call it what it is, a, a bunch of minor leaguers trying to masquerade as, as big league talent. And that's why they won, you know, around 60 games in back-to-back years. I do not think this team is going to win around 60 games this year. I think they're going to win more than that. I picked them before the season started at 75 games. I'm still not totally backing off that because, like I said, we're, we're I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here. We are just 21 games into a season. But I am starting to think that over 75 is definitely a doable thing here. And again, it's because this team appears to have some sense of sustainability to what they're doing. It's not it's not like they're going out and scoring, you know, 12 runs a game and you're like, "Oh, well this isn't going to keep up." They have done that. They have been able to beat bad teams like Colorado. They went in and they just wiped the floor with the Rockies. Guess what? That's what good teams do. They go and beat up on really bad teams. And for a long time, the Pirates have been a really bad team. And how many times have we sat there watching a Pirates game and you're like, oh, my God, just let this end. Just get this over with. It's 20 to nothing. It's 13 to 1. The last couple of years, there's been a lot of games like that because the Pirates have been a bad team. We're not seeing that now this year. They're competitive. They're finding ways to win as well, and that's another mark that, you know, you look at and say that that makes for a good team, that you find ways to win. One night it's exceptional pitching, though, really for the last, you know, 10, 11 games now, it's been really strong pitching, but 
the bullpen has come through. The starting pitching has come through. They've gotten timely hitting. It says one thing about a team to go out there and mash and score a bunch of runs in a short amount of time, but it's another to be able to do that and then come back and be able to you know grind out a couple of wins to find a way to get a couple of victories that you know maybe you weren't fully uh, anticipating at some point during the game to be able to rally during games. And the last two nights, the Cincinnati Reds team, I, I thought, played some pretty good baseball against the Pirates. They got some pretty decent pitching against the Pirates. Bucks still won. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Colorado didn't get very good pitching. Austin Gomber on Wednesday in particular with just, I mean, my word, one of the worst starting pitching outings I think I've ever seen from a major league starter. Uh, the Pirates, if you think about it, you go back to last Sunday as well. They played the Cardinals. They had a lead in extras in that game. They had a real chance to beat the Cardinals in that final game and take three of four in that series. And they'd be on a six-game winning streak. Now, I don't want to play the ifs and what-ifs game, but this team overall has just been far more competitive. Even the game that they lost to the Cardinals uh, on that Friday night, they were competitive, 3 nothing. Uh, a couple against the Astros that were lopsided. There was one against the White Sox that was lopsided, but I just it just feels like that series in St. Louis really sparked something. To go get that 5 nothing win last Thursday night in St. Louis, and yeah, they came back and lost the next night, but they got a, a solid starting effort, and they won the next game. They were able to bounce back. And that's what this team has done so far. They've only lost back-to-back games twice. And that was in Cincinnati. They've only lost back-to-back games twice now. And to me, again, it's a mark of sustainability. And it's a mark of a good team. Will it last? I don't know. I'm not going to sit here on April 22nd and say the Pirates are a playoff team. Get your Bucktober shirts ready to go. Get your Jolly Rogers out. Get ready for the blackouts of October. I'm not going to sit here and say that on April 22nd. But I do see elements of a team that might be able to get there, that might be able to sustain this. My goal for this Pirate season, and I talked about this and have talked about this, I feel like every week, my goal like I said, was somewhere around 75 wins for this Pirates team, and it was really more than a win-loss column. It was just starting to look like a major league ball club, starting to look like a team that, you know, if you add a couple of elements in the next couple of years and if these really highly touted prospects coming up through their system are able to come up and deliver, that you start looking like a pretty darn good ball team towards the end of the season, that you start to show some glimpses heading into 2024 of a team that might be able to compete next year. Well, 
maybe this team is there early. There have been numerous national experts, people that know far more about baseball than you and I, who have said that 2024 to 25 is kind of that target window for the Pirates where they will not only compete, but they will compete at a very high level based on the talent they have coming up through their organization. That seeing the Pirates in the playoffs won't be out of the question in, say, 2025. And that even seeing them potentially deep in the playoffs won't be out of the question either. That's not my opinion. Those are the opinions of people that know a lot about baseball that have reviewed this minor league system. Maybe the Pirates are just getting there a little bit early. And you have to, at this point, give some credit to Derek Shelton, Andy Haynes, Oscar Marin, and I think Ben Charrington deserves a ton of credit as well. You know, it's not it's not easy when you have a young team to go and to sell a ball club on, you know, coming here for if you're a 36, 37, 43-year-old to come here and be a part of something. And to try to step in and just be that veteran presence. And he was able to go get three of them. Now, the McCutcheon situation, obviously there was maybe a little bit more at play there. I think Kutch wanted to come back to Pittsburgh, and that's great. But to go get Carlos Santana, who has been phenomenal, I think, for them this year. Let's a ball get away maybe defensively last night, but overall, that guy has been a, a breath of fresh air. He hustles. He seems committed, locked in, and that brings me back to my initial point. This team is fun. This team is engaged with one another, and and I'll be totally honest. I've been in that clubhouse the last couple of years. There's a different vibe in there this year. It's very, very different with that Pirates team this year than it has been the last couple of years. And that's not just because of winning. Winning helps. Winning cures, no question. I talked to Jason DeLay earlier this week on one of our post-game shows, and I kind of asked him what the difference is. And he said, well, you know, he he wasn't really there in the first half of last year. By the time he got here, they were pretty much out of the race. And, well, there wasn't a lot of buzz or interest within the team, essentially. But this year's been different. And he highlighted one guy in particular, number 22, Andrew McCutcheon. Said he's the driving force of their team right now and that he has been responsible for this turnaround. But it goes beyond Andrew McCutcheon. Yes, he's the catalyst, I think, of it. His presence has been significant. I think the, to a man, the guys look at him in that clubhouse and, and they respect him. They want to play hard for him, but there's there's more to it than that. As big of, as Andrew McCutcheon is to this team, as important as he is to this team, he is not responsible for, at least not you know, totally responsible for... 10 consecutive quality starts from starting pitchers. He helps, I think, with hustle, with focus, with attitude, and that goes a long, long way in baseball, especially when you talk about a very long season. But there is more at play here than just one guy becoming a catalyst for this team. This is becoming, I think, a good organization. We knew it was good in the minors. 
We had a feeling about that. That's been wild, wildly uh, heralded over the last couple of years that Ben Charrington's really building up the minor league system. That's great. But let's be real. People in Pittsburgh don't really care about what the minor league teams do. It's nice to see them perform. You look at the individual success in Indy and Altoona and so on. But nobody really cares what happens there if you're a Pirates fan. Ultimately, what you care about is, is the team at PNC Park winning? Right now they are. It's a fun time to talk Pirates baseball. The team is off to its best start since 1992. Who would have thunk it? I didn't see this coming. I thought they maybe had a chance to be more competitive this year, but you know, Michael McHenry was on earlier this week on our station here, and he was asked if this team reminds him of the 2011 team. It sort of was that first group that kind of got some buzz and some interest back in Pirates baseball in 2011. Then 2012, they were able to you know, get to 16 games over 500. They were in first place in the NL Central in the back half of the year. They obviously collapsed after that. But the foundation was sort of laid very early there for what this organization was going to be able to do in 2013 to 2015. And he was asked if this team reminds him of that 2011 team, that first team that broke through. And he actually said no, that it reminds him of the 2012 team, the one that was able to get to 16 games over 500. And yes, maybe they're a year away from being really competitive, but they're a lot closer, I think, than people anticipated. And I'm starting to agree with that right now. They have some staying power. They have some sustainability. And yeah, it's 21 games out of 162, but the elements are in place for this team, I think, to be more successful than a lot of people thought they would be this year. Vegas had this team at 62 and a half wins when they first put out their win totals for the year. It's going to be more than 62 and a half. I hope you got your money in back when that first uh, came out because it's going to be more than that. This team will, I think, win at least 73, 74 games because they have that staying power. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.